Hey friends, welcome to my Thursday podcast. Today's going to be about a topic that actually a lot of musings that I have, but it's about what if I'm not special or unique enough in this vast universe to be worthy of having a spiritual awakening? What makes me so special? That's what we'll talk about. Hello again, friends and fellow truth seekers. Mike Nicholas here with another episode of the Soul Unleashed podcast, where my goal is to help you with the questions you might have regarding the awakening of your soul, and particularly to help other left brain types like I am to ask the right questions in our search for a deeper meaning to life. Ultimately, I want to help you unleash your soul from limiting beliefs and smothering paradigms. So today, I'd, normally on Thursdays, I do a uh, interview podcast, but I'm not going to do an interview today. I'm just going to talk about some things that I've been thinking about. And one of them has been whether or not I'm special enough to to go through a spiritual awakening. And what got me started on this whole thing was, you know, the movie Soul, I think it's a Disney Pixar film. Um, I watched that thing like three times. The first time I, I completely thought it was nonsense and, and didn't enjoy it. Second time I got more interested. Third time, I was paying more attention, and and this that movie does not portray things really as I think they work, as I've come to think they work, but it does have some pretty cool things in it, and one of the s- parts that it has is all these souls are waiting to go down to Earth, and I think in the movie it shows like you know you can see like hundreds of thousands of these little white souls, and they're all peering down to Earth through this round uh, viewpoint, and then some of them get to go down and and get delivered, I guess, to earth. And it, it really made me think about what makes us so special. So part of this, part of, as I've been going through the spiritual awakening, I've come to accept concepts like we, we get to reincarnate, we get to come back here to this earth school and to to live life, you know, and, and to experience life. And then we die and, and then we go to a, a learning period afterwards where we rest and refresh. And then we get to come back and do it again with with our soul group. You know, the, the, the person who was my son in this life might be my father in the next life or my brother in the next life. And so we, we get to live with, in this experience, the same soul many times. And so the people that you live with, the people that are part of your life now, you've seen and lived with before. But left-brainer that I am, I started thinking about this, especially this movie, The Soul, how the heck can that possibly work? Who gets to decide who comes down here to Earth, right? There's got to be billions of souls, billions, and all trillions, probably, and all billions and trillions of souls can't be here on Earth at the same time, right? And, of course, the Earth's population has increased over the past I don't know, hundreds of thousands of years. And so who decides who gets to come back here? So I was thinking, I was thinking again in the, in the image of this movie, you, you get, you're, you're a, a soul and you're all lined up and you're getting ready to go. And there must be some type of traffic cop, God, maybe angels. I don't know that somebody says, Hey, uh, Mike, you're not ready to go down to earth just yet. In fact, you're Mike this trip, but <laughs> you're not ready to go down to earth just yet. Mike, but uh, we're waiting for 
this to happen and that to happen and certain things have to fall into place for the experience you want to happen. And so if you believe in reincarnation, then bam, you come down to earth, you live this life, you experience it, uh, you have a wonderful time or not so wonderful time, but you learn the lessons that you were supposed to learn in this life. You pass on and you go back to spirit and you want to come back. And there's got to be some type of um, organization, <laughs> if you will. I don't know how they do it, but uh, but you can't just come right back, right? I mean, there's got to be some, there's billions and billions of other souls waiting to get to earth and wanting to, to get down here and experience things. So, you know, maybe you stand in line for eons waiting to come back again. Now, now there is no time and space, as I understand it, in, in, in spirit. So, you know, maybe it's not a matter of hanging around a bus stop waiting for the bus to show up to take you back to earth, and it takes forever. But I just got carried away thinking about how the heck that works. I was listening to a channel. I can't remember her name. It was on the Gaia channel. But she was making the point as she was channeling whoever this, this entity was, said, you have won the lottery. You know, you're here in body. You're here. You're incarnated. And you won the lottery. You're here. Enjoy this life. Live this life. There are billions of souls waiting to come here to have this experience. And you're having this experience. And I remember thinking, man, maybe, maybe, um, maybe I'm special in that sense. You know, because sometimes you think that there's billions and billions of souls and the earth is full of so many people. What makes me so special? Why why am I having uh, this experience? Or, you know, I, obviously you get lonely and, and you and you think maybe you're not special. And um, in, our, in our religion, we're taught, of course, I am special. God loves me. I get all that. But, but from a huge thousand-foot view, all these souls that are here on earth, what makes me so special? And I think maybe that's part of it, right? You were chosen for some reason to come here and, and live this, this experience. And even if you don't believe in reincarnation, even if you think you only get one shot at this life, uh, you know, which I have trouble with, you know, babies that die right away or young children that are killed. But anyway, maybe if you only have one shot at this life and how special it must be for your soul to have been selected to come here and receive a body and to go through this experience. So yes, I think I'm special. I think you're special. I think if you're if you're living this life and obviously hearing this podcast, you're you're here. You're 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 doing what billions and billions of souls are waiting to do. You've got the golden ticket. So, you know, don't don't waste it. Don't screw it up. That's kind of how I try to live life now is that I'm doing something special. But at the same time, I I just can't help wonder you know, in the silly way that things are presented in that movie, who are the traffic cops that are figuring all this out? Who gets to come here? And, uh, you know, if I want to bring along a retinue of all my friends, my soul group, who decides? You know, Mike, you can't take 100 people with you, man. We've got, we've only got room down there for 50 people. You've got to figure out a life where you're only going to have 50 of your soul group uh, to go with you. So <laughs> I don't know how that works. I'm sure there's some vast incredibly complicated, impossible to understand plan. And, uh, and I believe that there's a God over all this, but I, I just wonder how, how special we are. And I think we are special to get here. And speaking of special, I, I did just want to kind of close the book on, 
what's been going on with my uh, my wife. She uh, is in now a place which is amazing. And I was talking the other day about manifesting and how we manifest things in our lives. And what happened was when I did that podcast the other day, I was happy that I had gotten her out of this this place she was in, in Washington, D.C. It's not a bad place. They're wonderful, wonderful people that work there. And uh, they did a lot of good for her. They got her off the ventilator, the tracheostomy. Uh, and there's some beautiful, beautiful souls there, if you will, that, that work in that hospital. <clears throat> but I want to get her closer to Virginia, to our family, to her grandchildren, our grandchildren. And it was very hard to get out of uh, Washington, D.C. once you get in that loop. And they want to keep us there. So the podcast I did the other day was uh, I had manifested and decided this is how I want things to work. And things just seemed to fall into place. It was really weird. For those of you that didn't hear the podcast last Tuesday, she, uh, the firefighters showed up. The uh, nine one one call to move her. She had to go to a special another hospital. But everything just seemed to work in terms of getting her to Virginia, and that's where she was. So I was happy about that. I thought, yay, you know, manifesting works. Uh, awesome. However, what happened was the next day, which was uh, I guess Saturday or Sunday. Uh, the the social worker, the uh, case manager, comes into the room. Actually, first what happened was a doctor came in, and a very nice doctor, and she's examining my wife, and she she said, "Well, I think I think your wife's doing pretty well. I'm probably going to discharge her today." And I said, "That's awesome. Um, you know, we you know we don't want to go back to Washington D.C." And she goes, "I don't think you have much choice in that. I think you have to go back to D.C." And I said, "We we we want to stay here in Virginia." She said, you know, I've been doing this for seven years in this hospital. She goes, I've never seen anybody uh, do anything except go back to the place where they came from. So if you were in a skilled nursing facility before this, now you're in the hospital being treated, you're going to go back to the same skilled nursing facility where you were. And so that was that was pretty depressing. And then about five minutes later, the social worker comes in, the case manager, and she's all business and, and very professional. And she goes, uh, Mr. Nicholas, uh, we're setting things up for your wife to be discharged. Actually, it turned out she wasn't discharged till uh, a day later, two days later. But setting things up for her to be discharged. And, um, you know, she's gone back to this other facility where she came from. I said, we do not want to go back there. We want to stay in Virginia. We want to get closer to home, closer to our grandchildren. We do not want to go back there. And so... There's this other organization that was helping us, uh, this other healthcare organization, uh, through through the Freemasons actually that were helping us. They were also helping us find places in Virginia, and um, they told me to call the patient relations advocate in the hospital. So if any of you that are in hospital or in a hospital situation, these folks were amazing. They're called patient relations. Um, they apparently work with the patient to get what you want. And I told this lady, you know, we want to stay in Virginia, whatever. And she said, I'll talk to the, the, the boss of the case manager, which she did. Came back in the next day, which was um, yesterday. And um, it was 180. You know, the case, the, the patient relationship manager said, where do you want to go again? And I gave her the name. And she said, okay. She made a couple calls. She came back to me and she said, we, they have a bed and they're willing to accept you. <laughs> and so... Case manager showed back up. It was like we had never talked the day before. Okay, Miss Nicholas, your wife's gone to this place. Everything's fine. Everything's set up. So the short of the story is she's in this amazing place, 
five, not even five minutes, three minutes from our grandchildren in Virginia, and they have a wonderful uh, physical therapy place. And it's funny because as I was driving in yesterday to the hospital, I was saying to myself again that mantra, I want to see what I want to see today. I, I just make up my mind that I, I want to see this certain result happen. And I'm not saying this will always be the way life will be for you if you decide you want to to see something happen. But, you know, just in my little world, my little experience, the, the past week or so, if I brushed away the negative thoughts, if I brushed away and refused to accept the negative things that were poured into my head about where she might wind up and what, what, what might happen and, um, you know, she was going to go into D.C. or a worse place in D.C., I refused to accept those thoughts I kept thinking, this is what I want to happen. This is what I want to see. And, um, you know, you can call it luck. You can call it serendipity. You can call it whatever you want to call it. But she's exactly in the place where, despite all the odds against it, she's exactly in the place where I wanted her to be and where she needs to be, close to family and uh, a very, a very what appears to be a very good place for her to recover and uh, get her mobility back. So... That is the uh, that is today's podcast. I just want to at least wrap up that little personal part. But the whole thing about billions of souls coming to Earth and how special am I? Uh, if nothing else, you are special. I'm special because we're here. And for some reason, in this part of the way Earth has been created, and there's a certain number of souls on Earth right now, maybe 100,000 years from now, there'll be double this amount of souls. And we'll be back again with, with, with more uh, more more billions of souls, but right now we're here with this group and, uh, you know, someday when we're in spirit, we'll understand how it all works, I guess. But, uh, you're, you and I are special enough for no other reason than that, that reason. Thank you again for joining me. Uh, appreciate it. Again, if you'd be kind enough to subscribe to the podcast, I'd appreciate it. Uh, and also leave any comments you have. I love responding to them. You can reach me at Mike at MikeNicholas.com. Um, my website, of course, is MikeNicholas.com. And I look forward to talking to you again next Tuesday. Bye-bye.